a farmer's young son is taken by a bizarre winged creature. Soon after, that same creature strands a school bus full of meathead high schoolers in the middle of nowhere. With only one more day to feed before his 23-year hibernation begins again, the Creeper is more dangerous than ever in the 2003 sequel, Jeepers Creepers 2. I'm Connor Izagari. And I'm Caleb Jay. And this is Filmgasm. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Filmgasm podcast. In honor of this week's release of the long-awaited sequel-slash-reboot Jeepers Creepers Reborn, we're going back to one of modern horror's most fearsome monsters with Jeepers Creepers 2, a sequel that I believe is on par with the first film and in some ways is even better. Uh, So before we get into it, I got a very simple question for you. We've seen the Creeper in this film suffer impalement, decapitation, and even a harpoon through the head, yet it survived. So my question to you is, what do you think, if anything, can kill this son of a bitch? That's a good question. Uh, holy no, holy water. No, um, honestly, nothing. Whatever this thing is, which one thing I do enjoy about this franchise, so you don't get a even with the third shitty third film, you don't get a lot of explanation for what the fuck this thing is. One of the things I've gathered is that this thing is damn near indestructible. Nothing's taking it down no matter how hard you try. So I think nothing can truly kill this thing. I think you just have to find a way to survive until the night's over and that, you know, that 23rd day is done. I think that once the 23 days are up and you've got this thing just, you know, sleeping, then you can get experimental. I think... I think this has the same rules as, like, a Dragon Ball character. Where like, if you're gonna kill it, you got to destroy all of it at the same time, all of it at once, one blast or whatever. So I think throw this fucker in a you know like a tub of molten lead, like the T1000. I think that would do it, especially if it's sleeping and it can't like fly up. Maybe or like a wood chipper, like in Tucker and Dell. That would do it too. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> wood chipper pull that off. <laughs> crazy kids out there killing themselves oh love that movie uh but i I do think that in order to take this thing down you're gonna have to just like you know obliterate it all at once so it can't regenerate that's the only way but how are you ever gonna pull that off this this thing's powerful it's determined and it is fast so yeah good luck and as we do learn in the third film even his stuff a lot of his stuff like his gadgets and stuff for outfitted to protect him so like his struggling outfitted to keep him safe if you try to fuck with them while he's hibernating so he has you know he thinks ahead he probably has shit laid out to ensure no one fucking comes near him while he's asleep this thing reminds me so much of uh tombs from the x-files oh yeah wonder if there was some inspiration there maybe I mean, well, I mean, like cheaper scoops to get inspiration from tombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was in '93. Yeah, I was about to say wait because cheaper scoops came out after X Files. Well, after X Files, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe. I, I actually, I look. I think Creeper is like one of the most criminally underrated uh, horror icons we have. I know it probably has a lot to do with um a certain director 
writer involved with this franchise. I think a lot of that, I think unfortunately that has brought a lot of the, the cultural impact that this film could have, especially the first one could have had. Um, Cause this, this, this fucking thing is creepy. And I love how like, you're, they're very vague. They don't answer a lot. They don't give you too much about what it's about. And you, you just know it's like this apparently indestructible, just unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. It's, you know, bat out of hell, as it's referred to a couple times in this one. And there are all sorts of questions surrounding this thing. Like, you know, my primary one being, how did it get A, a driver's license, and B, a personalized vanity plate? <laughs> but, you know, these are life's great mysteries. This is what makes life fun. <laughs> Maybe reborn will answer that. I know they apparently go to a house. So it looks like he she chills at a house in his off time. I would love if the cold open is just him waiting in line at the DMV and like getting his picture taken, <laughs> and then just cheaper creepers reborn. <laughs> just him living his day to day off season. First name the last name creeper. He actually talks like really sophisticated English when it's off season. He's not a monster at all. <laughs> That's just, he doesn't bring his work home with him. Like, I get that. He's just an upstanding member of society. Like, ah, I got 23 days to go insane. Starting three, two, one. That'd be awesome. (laughs) I do agree, though, that the Creeper is an underrated, really cool addition to the horror canon that has been overshadowed by its creator's real-life sins, and that is unfortunate. Yes. Which I'm is why I'm glad this new one is, you know, out of his hands. Like they took it away from him. Yeah. It took a minute. There was some scare there because one of the the company I was actually the company that helped distribute this particular installment tried pulling some shit saying, Well, you gotta you should talk to us first and ball and like they tried pulling some shit and bringing it to court and suing them. So we almost got a moment where this wasn't coming out, but I guess I think they sold it out of court because not too long after that we've got confirmation, hey, it's done. They've sold it. It's coming out this year still. Good. I don't want another horror franchise trapped in litigation for decades. Yeah, especially in both cases are noble, in my opinion. Like in the first one, it's the come in Friday thirteenth. It's hey, we just want to get no one out because Halloween took off. We know we can make money off Jason Voorhees. Let's do this. Let's get our heads together, find a creative new way to bring him back, and then you got a greedy guy in Sean Cunningham. And this one, it was. Let's bring this, you know, I'm sure people just as ourselves are like, hey, look, we really like this series. We like the, this this creature, this character. Let's try to get it made without, you know, a certain person involved this time. Take it away from him and try to just bring it back and give it the type, put it into the place it deserves in horror canon. And then, of course, you know, you have some greedy ass small fried studio being like, well, you shouldn't talk to us first, blah, blah, blah. Meh. Now I'm just picturing like a small claims court. And like a bench outside, Jason's in like a suit and tie and the hockey mask, like ready to, you know, go to court. The creeper walks in, also wearing a suit, sits down next to Jason. And Jason just looks at him and goes, creative control. The creeper's like, yeah. It's like, hang in there, brother. You'll be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael and Freddie are like high-fiving because they won. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah, God. I just love picturing horror icons when they're not killing and just like living regular lives. Just envisioning that always makes me smile. Just like their off-season lives are really chill and cool people. Yeah, like when it's not Halloween, Michael, you know, probably just enjoys, you know, probably has a cabin in Aspen, go skiing. I don't know. Funny shit. But anytime it's on a Friday 13th, you're just like Jason's just like, well, I'm going to tell now. <laughs> yeah, it's I love that. Uh, yeah, so if you want to kill the creeper, good luck. He'll never die. And apparently there's a comic book series that reveals some origin stuff about this guy. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we get to film guys and facts. I actually didn't know that, so. Okay. Yeah, pretty sweet. So Victor Salva whose crimes and sins I discussed with uh, Christian when we did the first Jeepers Creepers. Uh, So I won't go into it here. Long story short, he's a piece of shit. But he never intended on making a sequel to the first film. That's why he established the rule of every 23 years, it gets to feed for 23 days. He's like, it's a one and done. I don't need to make more. Which is weird how some filmmakers are like, don't you ever ask me to make a follow-up to this? It's like... Wouldn't you want a successful hit that allows you to go further into something? Like, I don't know. That yeah. doesn't make sense to it's, me. It's a gift and a curse. I know um, Adam Green talked about that behind the Hatchet franchise. Um, he's talked about Hatchet itself where he's like, you know, he, he does it because he enjoys doing it. But at the same time, you know, he does to an extent get tired of hearing like, when's the next one come out? When's the next one come out? He's like, well, when I'm ready to do the next one, stop asking. We were talking about it before we started recording, but there is another flawless franchise oh shit yeah i do like all the hatchet movies. it's not a single one i don't like i like all of them yeah um, thank you sid haig <laughs> can't repeat that joke on here but it's it cracks me up every time um but yeah you know he talked about like you know on one and it's great because obviously like he actually talked about recently and i know i told you to check uh check out the first one before the sequel comes out um but they had damian leone uh leone i forgot how you say it um the writer director special makeup effects like just almost all in one dude for terrifier and they were doing it because this new the sequel's coming out and um they talked about that well like on one hand like everyone's very grateful he's like because you know you've made it you know what i mean he's like i'm sitting there seeing victor crowley at target like actually you know action figures and like he goes it's cool because been you know in prior episodes he's talked about that where you know people are always being like hey when's the next one he's like hey I'll make the next one when I'm ready. I want, you know, I want to do other stuff other than Hatchet. I don't want to just be the Hatchet guy. Um, you know, uh, James Wan's talked about that himself. You know, for those who probably don't know Adam Grant's books, you probably haven't seen the fucking Hatchet films. And if you haven't, well, go watch them. Um, but for James Wan, you know, the guy behind Saul and Insidious and Conjuring, you know, one of the biggest things with Malignant, you know, he that when he said he wanted to do Malignant, he did that because he goes, you know, when I did Insidious, because I didn't want to be the Saw guy. He goes, I did Conjuring, so I don't want to be the Insidious guy. I'm doing this because I don't want to be the Conjuring guy. So it's like, I think in a way it is, they're, you know, good. They feel honored, obviously, that, hey, we've gone to a point where they want more. But I also want to explore myself creatively and do other shit outside of it as well. I understand that for pretty much every filmmaker. But Salva should have just been happy he got anything. Yeah, no, he's an exception. Um, he should have been happy. Um, the fact that he is a convicted pedophile that's been working in Hollywood for as long as he has, and they've been cool with it, he should have been fucking happy 
they even gave him money enough to put his film out theatrical. Both of the Jeepers Creepers, the first two, for Christ's sakes. Well, if we've learned anything from the past few years in Hollywood is that Salvo was in good company. Yeah, yeah. It seems like finally the Me Too movement helped people help catch up because I haven't heard a peep out of him making anything else since then. Isn't it weird that it took like that long for people to be like, wait a minute, we shouldn't be working with this convicted sex offender who raped a child like 20 years ago. That's bad. Yep. On a film you can't get anymore, it's out of print. Yeah. Good. Clownhouse. Yeah. Screen Factory had the option, I found out, to put it out on Blu-ray. And they did consider it because they were like, well, I mean. But then they were like, the controversy's not worth it. They're like, it's it's not worth it. We're just gonna keep it. And yeah, I you know, I, I we've talked about obviously, you know, separated art from artists. And in case of cheapest creepers, I do separate. Um but that one's tough because he was, you know, it's a known fact that he was doing it to its start to the main the child actor he cast yeah. throughout production. So that's a hard one to like say, like, no, it should be out for people to see. It's like that that gives him money then. I know it is, it's I'm all about separating art from the artist, but there's something so sick and sleazy about this guy in particular that I just I have a lot of trouble supporting anything he does like including jeepers creepers like i like these movies but it's it's hard to convince myself sometimes that like should i even bother with this like should we just throw this away but then i watch the movie and i'm like no i don't think so because it stands on its own it's its own entity it's not just his movie it's you know it's breckman's movie and it's ray weiss's movie like it's theirs too yeah it's it's tough because like a lot of people um like uh, one podcast i listen to a lot the horror crews uh, they've they've put it on. They've been asked before about covering these films on their on their podcast, and they've actually put on like their Facebook thing, like, "Hey, due to you know the things with Victor Salva, we will." And they even said we're all about you know supporting art from artists, but because of the things with Victor Salva, we will never cover Cheapest Creepers on this podcast ever. So stop asking. And you know, I get it. I and I I get it. This is the one time. The all the big I won't say the one time. Like I said, I do get when people are like they can't do it. I understand. I'm not going to like bemoan anyone that just can't. I I get it. This one more than any other case, I should say. I especially get. I understand people are like you know. I just I can't do it knowing what he did. It is hard for me too. Um, I'll kind of get you know. I know we were kind of cracking up because this particular installment too really makes. It's almost like Salva was just painting a fucking sign around him about what he did in his past with like the amount of shirtless teenage boys he puts in this movie. Um, but uh, it is hard, but at the same time, it's like I do really like these first two films. I hate the third. I've seen the third and I hate it. I like these first two films a lot. I saw them before I knew about that. And I remember just really enjoying them as a kid going, oh, I really like these horror films. They're part of that era of horror I love. So it's hard for me to get on that side of like oh i'm not gonna watch it but at the same time when i do watch it there's probably going am i a bad person for this because of the heinous things he's done no no you're not no Uh, anybody who watches this movie is not tainted by association i I refuse to accept that otherwise you know i've watched every film roman polanski's made does that make me a rapist no it does not (laughs) this is true too 
Um, but what with that said, to end on like a positive note, like I said, like I, said, I don't want to go too deep into yeah. this. You can watch the first episode. I've already talked about the movie mostly. Yeah. Um, you know, with that said, I am very happy to know that you know with this new one coming up, they were able to get it out of Salva's hands. And I, to the point where they, I think if I read correctly, they ensured he's not even getting money from this movie. He's getting absolutely jack sh- and shit from this film. He's not getting a fucking dime. It's out of his hands. Just he's not involved in any way, shape, or form. Um, they, I know they had that legal issue with uh, the distribution company for this particular installment. That's been settled. It's coming out. We're getting it. And I, I, I'm going to do my. I saw it playing in a theater near me. I'm going to try my best to go see it. I want to support this and show that you know, let's give this franchise the chance to us out of his hands. But at the same time, if it let's you know, first case scenario, if it does do bad and it doesn't take off what well, i understand this particular god and like other cases where i'm like what were you people to see this movie you know yeah i'll get it it's a it's still gonna be a hard pill to swallow for people but like for those who listen to the show and are on the fence know that this new one is he is not involved he's not getting money off it it's meant to be completely away from him so yeah if you can do that i say support this new one one as far as you know justifying talking about these films on this show and you know i understand anybody who has a horror podcast doesn't want to go into this i i totally understand that uh, but you know i i like kind of doing challenging shit i like talking about you know controversial uncomfortable films i mean what you know a while back we did song of the south like we, we've we've made some hard like uncomfortable decisions on this show so i say go for it you know i it's, it happened. You know, I think ignoring the fact that these films exist is unhealthy. And I think just, you know, tackling them head on is the way to go for me. But that's, you know, that's just how I operate. I, if that's not how you roll, totally up to you. Yeah. Uh, so he had that loophole, 23 days, 23 years. And ultimately, it was producer, and I can't believe this, Francis Ford Coppola, who produced yeah. these films. I really like the first the idea for the first one. Yeah, unbelievable. He's the one who suggested that they set the sequel within the same 23 days as the first film, thus creating a loophole. So instead of, you know, a 23-year time jump, he's just like, why don't you just set it a week later? Okay, sure. Yeah, actually, it's based like three days later. So yeah. it's only a couple of days later. Yeah, and like the third film takes place in between one and two. So is this new one going to be 23 years later or is that going to be like I believe that I believe that's a part of it because it's like a completely new cast. So I think this is very much in both obviously people and story wise. They're completely separating themselves from Smart. the prior from or then like obviously it's going to be in the same continuity. OK. So the original story for this movie followed uh, Trish from the first film who was hunting the creeper for killing her brother, Justin Long, Derry, who, as we remember from that haunting image, got his eyes removed. And I <laughs> freaked me the fuck out the first time I saw I like how Justin Long, I, Yeah. I like how don't, uh, no one, if anyone who listens to this, if you've seen Barbarian, don't fucking ruin it for me. I have not seen it yet. Cause I had a, a busy weekend. Can I get to it? I'm going to try this weekend, but boring until I possibly see that film. Or until I see that film, not until I see that film. I love when Justin Long pops up in horror films, 
he he tends to like die horrendously or shit happens to him like and that's when he gets his eyes ripped out driving to hell he watches his fucking girlfriend get dragged to hell at the end like something dramatic happens to him in horror and it's i love that just is a thing bart his his actions and consequences in barbarian trump everything he's ever been a part of in horror you're gonna know what i mean it bugs I, I love my parents stuff but a part of me was like oh god i really want to see barbarian especially because of the fucking hype it's been getting out of nowhere i gave it four out of five stars on letterboxd and an eight on our site that i'm seriously considering bumping up and all this from like one of the co-founders of the widest kids you know which is one of the best fucking sketch comedy shows ever dude comedians comedic actors when they go to when they get into horror i don't know what happens but they fucking know what they're doing <laughs> it, oh. yeah i mean for those who don't know this is the guy who did things about you know abraham lincoln getting assassinated because he kept interrupting the play oh that was fucking funny yeah. suck my presidential cock <laughs> god you have fucked up now you have fucked up now. You fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. All right. They go from that to one of the creepiest and eeriest horror films of the year. That's yeah, and apparently a fucking a sleeper film that no one saw coming. Oh, I was just impressed with the trailer. I was like, ooh, from the producers of it. Ooh, from the producers of the ring. Ooh, right. the producer of the grudge. All I right. just mean, yeah, I just mean like you know we you know original horror. The fact that at this point we even get original horror films in the damn theater is awesome. But like they showed like one trailer that was really not that much hype for this film, and then as the as it got closer, also and it's oh guys, have, those who saw it early, yeah. like oh you gotta check this out. This film is fucking crazy. You won't believe what's going on in it. Oh you gotta see it. And then it's like out of fucking nowhere, the week before it came out, the hype just escalated. And then people saw like, holy shit, you have to see this film. Like, we can't spoil it. The trailer keeps shit hidden. Like, oh, you gotta go see it. And I'm staring going, I want to see it. <laughs> the horror fan of me is fucking itching. It's like, you can't hype something in this genre to me. And then I, things pop up over the weekend that cause me to not see it. Now I'm sitting there going, I need to fucking see it. Ah. <laughs> well, I hope you see it soon because I want to talk about it. I'm seeing it this I'm doing a fucking double feature with that and pull this weekend. It's happening. Nice. Um, so anyway, Trish was gonna hunt the creeper for killing her brother, but that didn't end up happening. Uh Jack Taggart Sr., played by the always reliable Ray Weiss, was only supposed to be in the cornfield at the beginning of the film. So that cold open was supposed to be all we were gonna get with the Taggarts. Uh the school bus full of teens was gonna be a subplot. Salva called it the creeper's lunchbox. Like that was just going to be him picking off teenagers when he needed some extra body parts. Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, I mean the creeper, not self. Um, it, I guess it, like, look, after seeing this one and Chief's Creeper Street, like justice for Gina, dear God, like two sequels in a row where there was like promise that she was going to come back and get revenge for her brother. And it was going to be a thing. And two sequels did not deliver on that. In the third one, we got a fucking cameo at the end of the film. Promising, hey, in the fourth one, she's finally going to get that revenge we've been hyping up. 
And then, you know, we never got that fourth one. <laughs> Shit. Well, I, I mean, what happened here was the reason they had the trash at Gina Phillips didn't want to come back. She said no. So Salva started writing more about the bus. The film shifted focus. Taggart became the, the Captain Ahab of this story, complete with his own harpoon. Which, I mean, it's only right when you get someone like Ray Wise in the role. Like, you can't, you can't just contain that man to one scene. You've no. seen Twin Peaks. You give him everything you have. Yeah. Swamp Thing is going to fuck this thing up. He played Swamp Thing in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> hashtag my swamp thing is Derek Mir. Hashtag not my swamp thing. <laughs> oh, ouch. Hashtag bring back swamp thing. Sorry, I'm so mad that we only got one season of a good show. I know. Other than that, production didn't really have a lot of roadblocks. It was shot in Long Beach, California over four months in 2002. Uh, there were some interesting casting replacements, which I will discuss later. But uh, that's pretty much all I got on production of this thing. There's not a lot written about this because a lot of people are just done talking about any anything connected to this piece of shit. I get it. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 2 has an IMDb score of 5.6. Not great. Rotten Tomatoes score of 24%. Also not great. Yeah, it, a lot of people hate the sequel. But again, I kind of saw these when I was young. And it was like back to back. So I I I like it. I think I do find the first one more enjoyable, but I do enjoy this one. They're pretty even ground for me. I I like them both. Critics consensus reads: Jeepers Creepers Two is competently made, but it doesn't have the scares of the original. It's because there's like five thousand scenes of shirtless teenage boys. There's no room for scares. Yeah, this is mostly about you know, is what was his name Scott. Scotty, I want to say Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. Is Scotty really the heart of this team? I mean, that's what this movie's about. Like, is he, like, is he, you know, the victim of reverse racism? (laughs) I don't, I mean, I was wondering about that the whole movie. You know, when are white guys going to get a chance at at a sport? Am I right? God, what a piece of shit. (laughs) It was just the worst qualities a human being can have. He had all of them. It look, I'm not saying there aren't movies where you have a shitty person as your main character, but when you do that, it's usually they're involved in some kind of trade that's not exactly the most honorable trade. You're watching someone that's inherently a bad guy doing bad stuff, and you can get behind that. Like, okay, like one that just popped up, it's more recent, but the gentleman, right? You're watching fucking gangsters, they're not good people. The film at no point hides it from 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 that from the, the you, but it knows. Uh, Guy Ritchie knew how to make them likable enough for you to go like these are bad people. But I'm having a hell of a time watching them and seeing how this plays out. In this case, why you would take your main character and make him the worst human being on the planet and be like, "Yep, this is who we're following. This guy." Yeah, no, fuck that. Let, give me someone that I like. And when it comes, especially with this cast, give me a, a couple likable characters. And then you can do the usual pick off the supporting characters I don't give a shit about. And I can get behind their deaths. But then I actually fill it on your main characters. So I did not feel that. The moment the creeper takes them, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Got Every, rid of him. Everyone on that bus was an irritating, 
self-absorbed piece of shit I wanted to see die in a horrible way. Hashtag Team Taggart. Yeah, you cast Ray Rice. Just make him the main character. Yeah, like why? Why didn't you? Like he should be the the focus of this thing, and then he stumbles onto a bunch of do, like douchey teenagers who get theirs. I, I don't. That's what this should have been. What if he just starts channeling like his inner Bob throughout the movie? You saw it in his eyes. He fucking did. Those who don't get that, watch Twin Peaks. There's nothing but deep red room, black lodge rage in there. <laughs> he just starts talking in that weird fucking backwards dialect. I don't know where to the creeper. Creeper would have run. I'm not fucking with with the, a, a David Lynch monster. David Lynch just pops out out from around the corner, so it's becoming his character from Twin Peaks, yelling <laughs> at it. Uh, so despite revulsion from critics, the film was a huge hit, eclipsing the first one by quite a lot and grossing 120 million on a budget of only 17 million. Uh, it is currently streaming free on YouTube and Pluto TV, though you may have to deal with ads. But, I watched you know, it on YouTube because I don't have Pluto. Did, did you have ads? Not on YouTube, no. Oh, well, there you go. I have the uh, I've got the Blu-ray double feature that I got at Walmart once because, of course, you can get that at Walmart. Yeah, I'm probably going. <laughs> God, I just clicked on what you said. Um, I'm probably on. I'm. I feel. I. I. I hate myself because Screen. I know. I just talked about it. Where like Screen Factory kind of opted out to Clown House, understand reasons. They had fucking Blu-rays of Cheapest Creepers one and two. I took too long. By the time I thought, you know what? Let me buy them because I really like these movies. They were out of print, and I was like, "Fuck me!" So I'll probably just get that double feature. Well, you know, they'll they'll probably be back. Scream Factory tends to have like, look what we found in the warehouse sales from time to time. So. Well, that, and they've been upgrading a lot of their shit to 4K, so I'm just hoping to hear that they'll do a 4K upgrade. There you go. You'll get you'll get yours. Um, and, God damn it, it's so weird. Uh, with that, in my central legal fashion. Uh, let's talk about the movie. Um, some some highlights. Uh, I love the opening to this movie. With the creeper hiding as a scarecrow, that was so creepy, and just like when it's looking at the kid, uh, Billy, I want to say, yeah, it was Billy. Yeah, that was unnerving. I I like that. I this movie, I I I I haven't seen the first one in a while. I need to rewatch the first one, but with this one in particular, this installment, I noticed to Salva's credit, directing wise, um, he did a lot of really neat shots of having the creeper be in the background. And only you, the audience, are noticing, and not the characters, yeah. which led to a lot of really awesome like moments for me, like like that opening shot, or like when they're arguing on the bus, and you just see it crawling up into view in the window and just looking at them before anyone else sees it. But you're sitting there going, "Look behind you! Fucking turn around! It's right there!" When he just grabs the basketball coach in the background, just like absorbs him with the wings and flies off, and nobody notices. Like that was cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. But the opening where you meet, you know, Taggart and Taggart 2, and Billy gets taken away by the creeper, and dad and brother, they both were like, you lazy piece of shit, why don't you hurry up? Like, that was the last thing they said to Billy, <laughs> which was just sad. You know, he looks like, 
right? Even though he looked like he's doing most of the manual labor in that field, I'm like, how about you guys let him do it? Like, you put the, the youngest out there to put up a fucking scarecrow. Like, that cannot be easy. And who was fucking with the post puncher? That was never answered. Why would the creeper have to mess with this piece of farm technology? One of those kids was fucking with that thing. <laughs> I, yeah, but I mean, hopefully they really heard them heard them yelling for him. So maybe you heard that as the last thing they said to him, or there are screams for his name for the last thing he heard before he got launched into the sky. Yeah, how did they cope with that? Like, I love them just looking like. There's no way that just happened. <laughs> and then can you imagine watching a ringed creature just grab your kid and then it, it's launched to the sky? Your kid's still screaming, and you're like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I hope I don't have to deal with that. That would be that would be nice. Um, I've told him you never have to deal with I'll, that. I'll just stay away from Bannon or, or whatever state this is supposed to be. So then we go to the basketball team. Everyone's like, woo, but Scotty's in the back going like, I did this. Where's my where's my trophy? Where's my ring? Where's my blowjob? Like, I don't know what he wants, but he wants something. It's so weird. I'm like, you guys won. Why are you brooding? I don't understand. They don't really give a good explanation for why he's brooding. He's just mad. Yeah, the best he can do is I'm the only white guy on the team, including the coach. So clearly I'm not getting enough playtime. That's his that's his conflict. That's his whole arc in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys won. I don't I don't understand. Just get fucking shirtless and sing with the rest of them. Jesus. Yeah. And then his girlfriend's along for the ride who he barely talks to. <laughs> and just I don't get you why she's with them. these scores. Let's be honest, like none of these girls at first thought well, maybe they're the cheerleaders, but I'm like, it's not established that they're even cheerleaders. Like, why are the girls were there? Yeah, they're irritated when the guys are doing a like a cheer. They're like, well, they just shut up. So I don't think they're the cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who why are there and there's only like four of them? I'm like, who are they? Why are they here? Diversity. <laughs> um and yeah, they're just, you know, hanging out and then the uh the bus gets de- gets uh blows a flat when the creeper throws a like fucking bone shuriken at the tire, which was cool. Uh, I do love him his weapons. He is really good with those weapons. I confirmed in the uh the Jeepers Creepers Wikipedia page that the navel that is in the second shuriken does belong to Derry. I kind of figured. Yeah. Eesh. Creepy. Justin Long belly button. Throwing star is a phrase I never thought I'd say. Justin's long belly button made it into the sequel. Oh, yeah. Justin Long made it into the sequel. He's got a cameo when Minxie starts having visions of dairy so that uh, so they all know what the fuck the creeper is. You know what, though? I'll say it. Not my favorite cameo. I mean, I really like him in the first one. And I actually do like his cameo on this one. Favorite Justin Long cameo to this day is Zach and Mary make a porno. It, the funniest shit. I I love that, but I think my favorite Justin Long cameo is probably in Walk Hard, where he plays George Harrison. Oh yeah, he's like, I just sit here while my guitar quietly whimpers. <laughs> he did such a great job with that voice. 
<laughs> I just thought the whole thing is that can be. Oh, you're an actor? Are you in any movie scene? Nah, I'm not. Come on, you got me in something. All right, well, show your mouth before I put a hard cock in it in part nine. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, are you a. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. funny. I love the freak out he has on Brandon Ruth. I'm sorry. I love when you stick your cock in my mouth. <laughs> out loud at the fucking reunion. <laughs> oh. I don't really like he doesn't the whole minxy thing made no fucking sense at this movie. Like they just needed a reason for everybody to understand the situation. But that's the best they could do. The minxy oh with the psychic stuff. Yeah. It yeah, it doesn't make it because like the first one doesn't unless the comics explore like why does he also have a psychic connection to horror films do that man it's like when Halloween four was like and look I like Halloween four I, wait no five I'm sorry Halloween five Halloween five did that shit where they're like hey let's take this really charismatic young lady and make her completely fucking mute unless she's screaming bloody murder and she now has a psychic connection to Michael because that's entertaining. Well, you know, when in doubt, psych it out. They keep doing that. Um, I mean, they could have just introduced, you know, some like Tony Todd style dude just walk into the movie and be like, oh, you don't know about the creeper? Like, that, they could have just done that. Yeah, and it looks like they're kind of building sex that the guy, the truck driver, looks like he's trying to tell them something like, hey, you need to get out of here. So it's almost like it's kind of implied throughout the series that like the town knows something's up and they, they just do their best to survive with this thing that happens all the time i would just move out of poho but i get it sometimes you can't just move out of poho i feel like you could in this case (laughs) you have 23 years to get the fuck out if yeah like if you can't build up enough like equity over 23 years you're not doing it right so they get the bus moving again i don't quite know how they did that like i don't remember a mechanic showing up again she, she like cherry breaks the somehow, which I'm like, there's no way in hell you cherry break that shit. Like, he got that tire good. He yeah. fucked that tire up. Yeah. And the creeper did it again because he's like, no, no, I said stay. <laughs> so the, the bus loses another tire with another shuriken. And this time they're like, okay, I think we get the message. <laughs> I like that. The creeper said, no, 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 what are you doing? Told you to stay, you dicks. <laughs> Papa Creep is hungry. So sit down. Pizza Papa. I don't know why I thought Pizza Papa. Pizza Papa gets paid. Anyway. Uh, so now that they're super stranded, because they were just stranded the first time, but now they lost two tires, so they're double stranded. Yeah, now now they're not sunbathing. No, now, now it's scary. It's nighttime now. And you're stranded during the daytime. You're just like, let's just sun. We're shirtless and hot. Let's do this. When it's nighttime, it's like, oh, now it's scary. Yeah. It's the sun. We're shirtless. We're hot. We're having conversations about how this guy may or may not be uh, gay because it's early 2000s. Apparently, that was a talking point when you were in high school. Did every like there's I mean, I just thought of like Cabin Fever and Hostel like that keeps coming up in 2000 horror movies. Like, oh, my God, one of these guys might be gay. Like, and <laughs> so he's not after you. You're an asshole. <laughs> Creepers not hunting down gays. It's not how the creeper operates. No. He wants 
deadhead moron shirtless dudes because apparently they taste pretty good. <laughs> oh god, phrasing. <laughs> well, first he kills all the adults, which I thought was interesting. Like, I don't even think he absorbed them. He just wanted them out of the way. Yeah, again, I guess like we kind of talked about it earlier off camera like this film wasn't the first one. So I was almost just like putting a fucking spotlight on himself. Like, this is who I am. Shirtless teenage boys. Let's get rid of these adults. Who needs them? Am I right? Yeah. All that. Plus your bad guys literally called the creeper. Like he's, he's licking the glass seductively. Yeah. this He was done playing PG-13. Like this. He wanted it. Yeah. God damn it. You just have to expect Sauber to just sit there with a sign that says, I am. <laughs> He's just like sitting there with a like a wooden sign that says, ask me about my sex offense. <laughs> Fucking freak. Uh, I don't know why I just, my mind jumped to accepted. Yep. That's, that's what ask I was Ask me about my wiener. Hey, ask me about my goddamn wiener. Look at me. I'm happy. <laughs> I watched that recently. I fucking love Accepted. That's like, oh, that's my favorite just long movie. Honestly, like my all-time favorite one he's on. I fucking love that movie so much. I love the guy who is there just to blow things up with his mind. And then at the end, he's like, told you. <laughs> Justin Song, like, holy shit. <laughs> the South Herman Institute of Technology, also known as shit. They're the shit, like, I love the, they're the shit sandwiches. Like, that's their mascot. Like, ah, what a great movie. Uh, so, first he gets the coach. He's gone. Then the bus driver gets hers. And then I'm assuming the assistant coach or, like... Yeah, he was, like, the assistant. I mean... The geography teacher who had to tag along. If it, Yeah, if it's, like, a small Texas town, it's going... I mean, if it's a small Texas town, your coach is going to be your history teacher. But, I mean... Football teams generally have like three or four coaches. So I have like the head coach and like three or four assistants because I'm not even a sports person, but generally each coach tackles something different. Like one worry about like defensive stuff, one worries about offensive. Right. The head is in charge of everything. So that's usually why there's multiple coaches. So he's probably like an assistant coach worrying about one of the other things that that coach wasn't as worried about. Sports, 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 sports. Gotcha. How did I also become like Austin in this show? <laughs> because. <laughs> I know absolutely dick about sports, but Austin's a soccer and basketball guy, and I guess you just have residual information from growing up in Texas. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> like Manchurian candidate shit. Somebody says football, all of a sudden you're like, defense. <laughs> it's just automatic. You might not even be aware you're doing it. Yeah. But oh, Cowboys Super Bowl, huh? Woo. Okay. Oh. You wake up, three hours have gone by, your nose is bleeding. You got a big foam finger on, you don't know why. I go on a rant about how the Cowboys are going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> they haven't done it since the fucking 90s. <laughs> God damn it, we're doing it. It's our year. It's our year. It's our year. <laughs> Um, all right. So around that time, Minxie has her first vision of, of no-eyed dairy. And dairy's like, let me tell you about this thing that took my eyes. 
And then he says something off screen and she's like, let me tell you all what this Justin Long looking guy in my dream said about this monster. I like the idea of like he shows up to her without his eyes. He's just like, take a seat. I got started. I kind of just told a yawn. <laughs> I would love if they did that and then literally showed us the first movie. <laughs> and then just goes back to the second movie. <laughs> it's a four-hour movie. <laughs> could, could totally not be. Oh, God. I do like... Uh, and actually, they, they imply the, 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 the... I was going to say the nipple thing. The belly button thing. Because you get that close-up when he's like trying to point away. You get the close-up of his ripped shirt with the belly button. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, I guess that's probably why I subconsciously went, oh yeah, this is belly button. Ah. So, oh yeah, because they actually did that weird close-up. I must have missed that. Once the psychic shit started happening, I was like, oh, I checked my email. Psychic shit is weird. I don't. It makes no goddamn sense in this movie. And even in the context of the movie, they're like, why should we fucking care? Like, how does she know anything? <laughs> Which is fair. That's the one time I was like, I'd be saying, I was like, I don't give a shit about whatever weird thing you got going on. We got a thing trying to eat us out there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, of course. I get that. Uh, Creeper loses half its head. Thought that was pretty cool when he tries to grab uh, Bucky, who is apparently like 500 pounds of like lead weight in his pockets because that <laughs> Creeper could not lift him out of the bus. A, twice. A hard time. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. It was like a recurring thing. The Creeper's like, all right, now's my chance. Fuck, damn it. What is, uh, yeah, Bucky's Bucky's lucky. Before this, before we get into this, I did like the part when he pops up at the back of the bus. They all freak out and he keeps like pointing to them. Yeah, he's like, and they're all like, and he's like, no, no, move over. And the next one points, he's like, this is a little like, nope, move. That was so weird and really funny. It was. Hey, again, Jonathan uh, Breck. He's not. Uh, he's not in the new one because he's like in his like. He's in his late fifties now, so he won't be in the new one. They got a new guy to play the creeper. Is it Breck or Breckman? I think it's Breck. Is it Breck? Breckman? Jonathan Breck. Oh, it's Breck. Okay, I called him Breckman earlier. Sorry about that. Wow, Jonathan Breck, dude. Talk about underrated. This guy, Ace. For as much as I don't like three, he is good in it. Like he nails this fucking creature. From he knows how to make it terrifying. Like we were talking about on this scene, he gets the dark humor like spot on with that. Like, yeah, nope, move. I'm not sniffing you. Move over. No, not you either. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, you, buddy. I'm coming for you. (laughs) Yeah, the weird like smile he's got the whole time. Like he is just getting off on this. Uh, I do love the detail that his eyes are brown now because those are Derry's eyes. I like that detail. Yeah, well, he's like he's he's. I like how they establish he is made up of his victim. He loses something, he's going to take your body part and use it. Yeah, makes me think like part. how many centuries worth of reserves does he have in there? Like, can you even you know? You can't take him apart. He's just gonna. He's got extra. I love the weird like when he replaces his head with uh, what's his name, uh, Dante. Yeah. And like, the spider legs come out and like push out the old head, and the new one comes up his gullet, and then just with Dante's face and then it just turns into the creeper's face. That was freaky. That was, yeah, that's cool. And that's after you watch him, like, when, like we were talking about that scene when he's trying try to pull the guy out of the bus and can't, this guy, kid weighs a lot. When they get him in the, with the rebar right through the head and he fucking takes out like a chunk of his head. So at first I was like, he's probably just going to like pull it out. 
And he's like, nope, I'm just going to, I'll just take my this shit off. I'll get ahead later. It's fine. Um, really, this whole sequence is pretty awesome, I think, in the movie. From like when he takes his head off, when he fly and you see it, and he just looks down at them, like half his fucking head is gone. <laughs> he flies up and just lands, like crash lands on top of this bus. Apparently destroys a good chunk of it too. I don't know why this was the first thing that popped into my head, but when he's trying to get Bucky through the through the bus and he can't quite do it, it reminded me of the scene in Batman and Robin where Mr. Freeze throws the fat guy to get his gun back. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know why, but that was that was the image that was conjured. So I d- Damn it. I do like the part when they have to get through his wing after he lands on the bus. They are like, because I'd be, look, I would have just stayed on my side. I'd be like, yep, fuck that. I'm staying on my side of the bus. Or use the seats, go under the fucking seats. I would have just tried to, I would have sat there and just tried to look as unappealing as possible. So, like, maybe he didn't want me. I could just be like, ah, just like start coughing or something. I don't know. <laughs> Like hack off your own body part. If I take something off, he won't want me. <laughs> oh, so after then... they all go running because he's like, I think he gets in the bus or something, or he like, uh, no, because remember he. So after that really cool sequence with the the wing and that one kid, it's like fucking toilet paper. Like it's like cocooned and then decapitated. Um, and again somehow ends up. With no clothes on, I should point out in that fucking scenes. God, Salva was not subtle. Oh, uh, that's when they have one of the weirdest fucking exchange. I watched of all the things I've seen of characters having discussed like worst case scenario situations in horror films. Usually, there's a logical, like, you know, series of events that go to that we have to do this to survive type of thing. And this one, it's just straight up like, hey, he wants you guys. We'll run. You stay here. Or you guys get out of the bus so we can survive the night. I'm like, you piece of shit. That's what it was. And it all stems from like, because I didn't get to play as much in the championship game. It's like, buddy, you got to let that go. Like, wow. Yeah. And well, and what I love is one, someone points out, hey, he also pointed at you, you dipshit. <laughs> he wants you also. And uh what I love is that it does not last long. Like they all end up finding a way out of there just for them to see the thing up at the moon and be like, this is a bad idea. We should go back in the bus. It's like if in Halloween, like Lori and I don't know, Ben Tramer, for instance, were like stuck, you know, Michael's like got them trapped in a closet or something, and they're like, one of us has to go. And Lori's like, it should be you because you stole my candy earlier. It's like, what? We're still talking about that? There's way. Worst shit happening right now. There's a psychopath trying to get into your closet. Yeah. It's like, understand stakes, Scotty. Jesus Christ. Stop waiting for an excuse to get people you don't like killed by this monster. Yeah. Without realizing it also wants you. So you're, you're a good chance you're going to die, dude. There, bud. Yeah. How do they all end up getting off the bus, though? I'm, I'm blanking on that. So some start leaving, then more left because they're like, go back your decision. We're leaving. We're like we're sticking as a team then, and then you know his girlfriend that barely talks to him throughout the movie. They have a big tiff, and she goes out with them, and then that's when he's like, "Oh, damn it!" 
I gotta go out because I'm the man. And, you know, he fucking leaves. And goes after her. And then one kid stays on because he's the turn to be like, nope, the bus is safe. Not leaving. Johnny. Fuck Johnny. Just letting them all die. Not a, yeah. I was like, Johnny, you piece of shit. Except for that one girl he's clearly into because he let her on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bucky's like, the fuck? <laughs> let me in. Wow. There's never any repercussions for Johnny. I Johnny should have died for that. Yeah, he should have. Johnny should have fucking died. But, I mean, with that said, I do like the sequence when the creeper is, like, you see them, like, the overhead of them running, the creeper just coming in and out of frame, like, the hunt's on, I'm coming after you all now that you're in the open. <laughs> and meanwhile, during all this, Taggart is just driving around trying to find this bus. Him and, yeah, him and he, uh, Taggart, too. You took a while to find that bus. I'm like, this is not a big town, dude. And you're a farmer. You've been in this town, a, I'm going to assume, a long time. You should know this shit inside and out. I mean, the one highway that's into town? Yeah, probably should have been easy to find. Yeah, should, should have been found a while ago there, But What were you doing, Ray Wise? Did you get, did you go into the, the Red Room? Did you, the Black Lodge? Did you, did you decide to stay where you came out? <laughs> oh, boy. So, Scotty gets uh, impaled on the tree with one of those super powerful bone knives. And I love that the guy he was yelling at earlier is the guy who's like, no, hold, hold on, I got this. And it's like jiggling, <laughs> trying to get it out of his arm, clearly making it hurt. And Scotty's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you. It's, it's such a pitiful moment for this character. Yeah. And it's blown off into the night. Oh, yeah. I, again, I remember watching going, thank God. As soon as you see him go get grabbed and his screams are echoing there, I'm like, okay, world's worst protagonist, gone. Hell yeah. You know what would have been awesome? The creeper looks at him, shakes his head, and just drops him from like a mile up. Didn't even, didn't even want him. Just like, ugh, leftovers. <laughs> I'll come back for you later. If I'm really hungry around 2 a.m., well, maybe. <laughs> ah, So now we get Taggart versus the creeper, which is the highlight of the movie. Taggart shows up with his homemade fucking harpoon that he whipped up really fast. And it's almost like this isn't the first time he's hunted a demon for revenge. It's his old hat. Back in Nam. <laughs> Blast this fucker right in, right in the chest. Love that. Yes. And I always do laugh a little bit because I forget how the creeper actually screams on this part. Like, it's the only time the creeper shows he is in any pain. Is when this fucking harpoon hits him, you just hear him go, ah! Well, he's, he's been alive for, like, I assume hundreds, if not thousands of years. I guarantee you, no one has ever pulled that shit on him. <laughs> he has never seen someone launch a spear into the sky through his chest attached to a truck. This is new. This is new territory for him. <laughs> I would love that, you know, the creeper is freaking out, just, what the fuck is this? What's going on? fuck man he's just up there like ah <laughs> just, like screaming absolute terror <laughs> get it off <laughs> well as we learn from the great major alan dutch schaefer if it bleeds we can kill it yeah i do so i like it when he gets it the first time but i really like when it's like it comes up on the other side of the bus and he tells the kids, get down. And 
they don't have enough time to get down. Like, he doesn't even wait. He just shoots the damn thing. He tells him, get down, and then shoots. There's no, like, delay. Just, oh, heard me. And then launches that thing, and he goes through the fucking bus into the creep where he, again, lets out a, 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 a scream that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> like, when you're, in, when you're in the battle for the century, you don't have time for to wait for three kids to duck. <laughs> You don't have time. Now we're I like that. When, it, when the creeper screamed this time, you think it was like, shit, not again. Fucking hell. I wonder if he had a moment of like, okay, this one's on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, should have seen this one coming at this point. <laughs> that guy what looks familiar. I think I ate his kid a couple days ago. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You got me this time, pal. I love that that rope cuts the fucking bus in half. Yeah, what was that rope made of? Like, look, I'm so on the Navy, you know, we have rope that, you know, we tie ships. This is a secret that we tie ships, you know, to the pier to. If you're not careful, those things are big, thick, tight. They can rip you in half at a certain speed. Clean in half. Can they, rip, half. Can they rip a bus in half? But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what kind of stuff is he using that can rip a bus in half? I don't I don't think it's the strength of the rope. I think it's the fucking weakness of this public school bus. I think that thing's made of tin or something. I think this was a a scathing indictment on the public education tra- and transportation system. I would have loved a like cutaway to like a board meeting about the bus safety and being like, should we change the material the buses are made of? Those things are really thin and I think in a wreck, they can really hurt somebody. And they're like, motion denied. And then we just cut right back to the creeper fight and the bus getting sawed in half by the rope. <laughs> I did like look if you're really kids that stay on the bus, apparently terrible ideal. Because you were thought you were safe, and then you know a fucking harpoon goes through the window, and the creeper is so determined to get out of this a second time that he takes out the bus as well. Whoops that truck. Doesn't kill anybody, amazingly. Uh, no, he doesn't. That was pretty cool, though. I like how son's like, Dad, just get the fuck out of the car. So then, um, I want to say double. I think his name is like Double D. I don't honestly remember, but no one Salva, sure. God damn it! And Izzy or isn't he? Uh, end up, uh, you know, driving in this in the exterminator truck they find, because Izzy's like, "Hey, I'm gonna save everybody." And by the way, would a gay guy do this? Like he's very determined to prove to this guy that he's not gay, even when there's a monster hunting them. It's like that's the only thing he's thinking about. <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> uh, oh, broke me. Would a gay guy do this? That's the vibe I'm getting from this movie. He's like, hey, I'm not gay. Watch me show you with my heroics. Like, that's not that's not what we're talking about here. I'm not gay. I'm going to eat this banana suggestively, and you're going to watch. Oh, my God. I mean, his plan yeah. was just hit the brakes, let the creeper fly that... through the back of the truck, and then flip the fucking truck. You, th- you think the creeper's sitting on worst fucking night? <laughs> like... Now, again, I hope he was just thinking, ah, as he went through the car, as he went through the windshield, just like, oh, my God. 
I would love if he he keeps forgetting he's invincible. And he has these moments of like, oh no. <laughs> then he's like, oh wait, yeah, okay, we're good. I just love that you're like think about it, like he's had pretty like we're assuming flawless nights, right? And then tonight, the last night, he's going, What the shit, guys? I got a harpoon twice. Just stop the truck on me. Who the fuck does I just looked at the creeper just breaking down mentally at this point? Like, who the fuck stops the truck? Who does that? I'm just picturing him like his he's missing an arm, he's missing a leg, his head's like splintered, he's been stabbed a bunch of times. He's just lying there. He's like a disgruntled farmer, his dimwit son, and a bus full of meatheads. Yeah, I think I'm done here. <laughs> Not my best night. Like, at what point do you think the night went wrong? Definitely when I went through the truck. That was not fun. That was probably the worst part right there. I wonder if he's also thinking he just has his moment of like, huh, probably shouldn't eat in that 12 year old. I didn't even I didn't even need it. <laughs> I just wanted a snack. I just got greedy. <laughs> you think he's one of himself that he didn't kill anyone in that truck? That everyone survived in that truck, even though they definitely should have died. Yeah, I bet there was a lot of regret in his eyes because he's never been that broken before. Because I mean, they're like, it's a pretty awesome sequence. They're like, they're like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, hop the fuck out. And I'm like, no, you're not. And that thing goes clean through the window, flip what the I'm, truck. What I'm consistently blown away by is Taggart is a fucking marksman. With that thing, he doesn't miss a shot. <laughs> he gets that thing every single time. He's good. Why I think like this is not the first time he's done this shit. <laughs> like once also, there were two creepers, one of them is buried in a well in the other state. <laughs> just trying to get this one. <laughs> I've come for you next. I'm bringing hell with me. Uh, tombstone reference. Um, I do. I look, I don't like being that guy. That's, that's, I hate people that are like, they want to survive that bullshit in, in movies like this. But holy shit, I got quick side note no way in hell the guy in the trunk of that fucking truck would have survived that. He flew as hard as the creeper did. He didn't fly. He got impaled when the truck landed on the back of his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> That thing launched him. There's no way in hell he survived with a couple of bruises. <laughs> also, did this remind you of Jaws? With uh, when Quint's shooting the barrels at the shark and like holding on for dear life. I, I kept thinking of Jaws with Taggart. A little bit. Taggart is Quint. Yes. Is that the story? That time we were transporting the bomb. The ship. He just starts telling his own version. He's like, I used to live in Twin Peaks. You ever heard of it? Weird shit goes on there. <laughs> Demon made me rape my daughter. Oh, Enough about God. that, though. Let's take care of this. There was a least in just all right. That's it. Take care of this new problem. It was like, wait a minute. Sir, did she switch in the time that you fucked your daughter? Yeah, but it was a demon, not me. I would never do that to my daughter. I loved her. Best friend, though, that was me. All me. She was hot as hell. Jesus Christ. Okay, we're going down a dark, dark path here. But, hot uh, D. All right. 
But I love when I almost called. Sorry, him. I watched how she was before this. So, yes. uh, Taggart blast that fucker right in the head, having survived and somehow completely fixed and uprighted the truck. It is, yeah. Like the truck was flipped. The truck was fine. <laughs> the the harpoon thing was fine. Everybody was fine. <laughs> and about half the football team was with them. So he flipped it back, got it to work. The football team that was scared about joined him and made the way to the scene of the crime as the creeper is launching himself like a fucking cartoon creature <laughs> into the air to fucking you think at that point he's just done. Like he's just like 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 I said, like the most disgruntled he's ever been. He's like, I don't have a fucking leg. I don't get a fucking I'm getting you, asshole. I'm going to eat the fuck out of you when I get to you. He's channeling his Uncle Sam and just frogging it out, screaming in his head, I want you! As he's going after anybody. He's got to end this night on a win for him. He's he's got to. (laughs) Uh, But then Taggart just starts stabbing him over and over, and the Creeper's just looking at him like, I love the look he gives them as like the time is up in this the cocoon, which you can tell. Oh, so this is involuntary. He doesn't. This is doing. It's like it's almost like a part of him's going. And your time's up. You're done. You should have done better. You stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, like just haunting it the whole time. Thanks for playing. <laughs> thanks for playing. Better luck next time. I may not go through a fucking truck or I can get impelled like three times. And then I just I just love the look he's giving. Like I. When I wake up in 23 years, I'm coming after you and your family first. You asshole. I am ending the Taggart line in 23 years, you (laughs) motherfucker. You know who I am. You know what I am capable of. It's creepy. You will rue the day. But I also wonder if in, in that moment, he's having like a reflective moment of like, okay. No more farmers. Too inventive. They can whip up doomsday weapons really fast. And they have nothing better to do than focus on revenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the city. <laughs> taking notes. Never take a farmer's kid. That was a bad idea. Could have had a bus full of fucking teenagers. But instead, this is how my night ends. <laughs> Got a little greedy. I can admit that. You all make mistakes. You think when he wakes up and he's like stapled to Taggart's wall, he's going to be like, fuck <laughs> you, Taggart. He's just looking at the harpoon, directed, pointing directly at him, and Taggart looking at him. He's just like, God damn it. He opens his eyes, double barrel shotgun right here. <laughs> he's just like, ah. <sighs> I guess it's going to be your head. <laughs> God damn. I wish we'd gotten like, you know, round two between Taggart and the Creeper 23 years later. That should have been part three. That should have been. That would have been awesome. But apparently, Salvador never went in the direction he should have gone with any of these sequels. Uh, I do. I know that. I don't know why. It made me think of like in like, I think Hatchet 3. Yeah, Hatchet 3 when uh, Daniel Harris. After Crowley, she like they kill Crowley at the end, and she just goes off screen for a second, and you see Crowley twitch, and she fucking comes back with the shotgun, fuck you, and shoots him right in the fucking face. 
It reminded me of the end of Curse of Chucky when Chucky shows up at Andy's place and Andy's just got a gun pointed right at his face. He's like, nope, not this time. <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, Season two of Chucky next month. Can't fucking wait. Oh, yeah. Me too. So, that was fun. I... I like this movie. I think it's an entertaining ride. I love seeing Ray Weiss just as determined as shit to kill this thing. Never once questioning what it is or how it can survive. Just being like, no, I'm ending this shit. <laughs> it's like he's just got blinders on. I will end this thing. I like how like we get a moment of like that scene where like you can tell he hasn't talking in like the day it's been, obviously. Um, and as soon as he hears his son's like, it's out there, he just goes. We must kill it. It is my Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. And I am its Ahab. <laughs> Here are some film guys and facts for Jeepers Creepers 2. Number one, Meatloaf was originally considered to play the bus driver. So we could have gotten Meatloaf literally being killed by a bat out of hell. I would have <laughs> I'm announcing Meatloaf. Especially, oh, god damn it. That would have been cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, he'll do anything for love, but he won't do that. So I'll do anything for love, but <laughs> I won't do that. Speaking of casting, number two, what do you think of this? According to Ray Weiss, he replaced Randy Quaid as Jack Taggart Sr. So this could have been Cousin Eddie versus the Creeper. <laughs> That is exciting. I mean, I like what we got in Ray Rice because I fucking adore Ray Rice thanks to Twin Peaks, but oh my god, Cousin Eddie versus the Creeper. Academy Award nominee Randy Quaid, which a lot of people don't know. What if what if like his whole thing, if they had cast him, he's just annoying the Creeper? He's just doing the shit he does in fucking Christmas Vacation. Just do the Creeper now. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, you know, Independence Day. Hello, boys. I'm back as he fucks up the creeper. <laughs> Harpoon to the face. Harpoon to the face. All oh, the Quades. Crushing it. We got Jack Quaid now, you know, on the boys and Star Trek Lower Decks. They're, they're crushing it in Hollywood. Good for them. Yeah. And then Uncle Uncle Randy is in the wind. And Dennis is just, just Dennis. He's always, honestly, he's always just been Dennis Quaid. He's always just been a staple of Hollywood when we accept it. Um, I'm glad we got Ray Weiss, though. He has this intensity that I don't think Quaid could have pulled off. No, like I said, like, all joking aside, I know we bring up, I've been bringing up Twin Peaks a lot because that really was my my biggest introduction to Ray Weiss. But you're right, like, it works because the guy knows how to deliver, like, a, a certain level of, like, insane and intensity like no one else he's just really fucking good at it he acts so well with his eyes just saying nothing but just you know glaring off to the side like you know exactly what he's thinking you know what's going on in there it's great performance like i wish he got more high profile shit he's really good yeah yeah no he's awesome number three thought you'd appreciate this uh jeepers creepers 2 is included on roger ebert's most hated list of course it is if it was horror and kind of trashy, Ebert couldn't be bothered. I don't think he has anything outside of horror on his most hated list. 
I haven't looked at the list, but I, I would probably bet. But actually, there's there's quite a lot of uh, action movies in there too. He didn't like genre films. That's what I was about to say. He probably has like action comedies and horror make up a large chunk of it. I'm gonna bring this up again though. I bring this up every time we talk about Ebert because I cannot fucking believe it. He gave Speed Two Cruise Control three out of four stars. As far as I'm concerned, I'll say like a small to our opinion. Some opinions I do think are wrong. And if you're going to give Speed 2 a higher rating over Speed, and Karen Reeves even turned down Speed 2 due to the scripts, one of the few times she's done that in his career. Um, Ebert, your opinion is now Nolan Boyd to me. Go fuck your... Well, you're dead, but at the time, go fuck yourself. And... <laughs> And number four, as revealed in the comics, the Creeper's evil goes back millennia, demanding human sacrifice and having wiped out the Roanoke colony. Uh, the Creeper relishes tormenting its victims physically or mentally and shows no care at its actions once accidentally causing an entire town to be destroyed. So he's just a force of nature who loves causing chaos and murder. In present, the Creeper takes its victims and sews them into a hideous patchwork in its lair that it dubs the House of Pain, with some victims still alive when they join the tableau of hundreds of victims. The creeper regularly slaughters all in its path, target or not, and demonstrates utter sadistic relish in every evil it commits. So there is no soul. It is basically just an inhuman monster killing for the sake of it, which is cool. I kind of like that there's no reason behind this thing. There's no backstory. It's just it showed up and it's been killing ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, God, I would love to see like a, a, a adaptation of that, like of him decimating Roanoke. Yeah. That'd oh, that'd be so cool. Again, you know, hopefully there's a good turnout for this new one and we can actually start getting a, a plethora of various new creeper stuff. I'm hoping Prey introduces like I want to see some like ye old slasher films. You know what I mean? Like a slasher in like the 1600s. Like, have we ever had that? No, no, that would be sweet. I'd like to see. I, I had I had a thing. I was like, no, 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 we have not. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'm hoping you know because Prey was such a hit that we get more horror films set in in the the distant past. That would be cool. I mean, I know we'd get horror films set in the distant past, but there's like it's definitely a certain type. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't want any fucking A24 art film set in the past. I want like a hardcore slasher crazy movie set in the past. That like you know knows what it is something with like Robert England and hey I I stand by that a twenty four for the most part is actually pretty solid this year. I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying they don't I'm standing by that movies. I'm just saying they have a type, and I'm, that's you what, also that's have, who would get that. So I don't yes, look. but you also haven't seen um yes I know what you're saying. I'm saying like they've been better than usual this year. I don't I know I know you haven't seen bodies 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 yet, but. I must disagree with Austin. I, I quite enjoyed Body Spies Spies a lot. Cool. Well, when it's streaming, I will watch it. 2017's Jeepers Creepers 3 is largely considered a dud by fans and critics alike. But the new Jeepers Creepers Reborn, the first one out of Salva's hands, looks promising. And I love that the title matches the situation. Uh, I'm glad we've been able to reclaim the Creeper from the real-life creep who made him. So, going forward, good things. Yes, as long as obviously there's a good turnout for this new, this new one. Yes, I'm sure that I think it'll have some some success on on streaming. I don't know about theater, considering the limited release it's getting. 
No, I think it's I I don't expect them to look at theater numbers. I expect them to look at streaming numbers. Yeah. It's just like what uh the recent orphan movie, it got a limited theatrical release along with its debut on Paramount Plus. And you could tell they were mostly looking at um the streaming numbers. It did actually decently well for its limited release, but you could tell a lot of it the look was like, Hey, how's this how is this going to do on Paramount Plus? Apparently good enough to get at the uh fucking home video release I I learned today. Nice. I'll be buying that double feature. I don't have the first one. Uh, I give Jeepers Creepers 2 and 8. It's a fun movie with some creepy moments and also a great revenge thriller. Who doesn't love watching Leland Palmer hunt a demon with a homemade harpoon? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I give this one 8. Like I said, I, I still have a lot of fun. You know, I've, I've, I'm in preference on the first one. I still really enjoy this one. It's a lot of fun. Even with the, I didn't even think, and honestly, the I know we were talking about the inconsistencies with like the truck and the harpoon towards the end there. When I'm watching it, I don't even notice until we talk about it, like, oh shit, yeah, he did flip that truck back over really quick. I just, honestly, I just choose to believe that he got like an adrenaline boost and literally just like fucking table flipped that that truck and was just got in like with no problem at all. <laughs> Everyone, get in! We gotta go. Ah, <laughs> like yeah, I buy that. It will not escape tonight. Evil dies tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, also, check out um, Josh's recent reviews on 2018's Halloween and 2021's Halloween Kills. Uh, he liked one, really didn't like the other. It's the segues we just did, one on top of the other. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know all about how he does not like Halloween, um, Halloween Kills. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest film stars to check out, you can send us a message there, or you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com. Check out the site where we have reviews, articles, trailers of upcoming films, and every episode of all of our shows. If you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on support this podcast on your preferred provider. We appreciate it. Next week, our random picks continue with one of the scariest movies to come out of Japan. A film that's been remade in America twice, neither of which hold up to the scares and atmosphere of the original Japanese work. A vengeful, fearsome spirit has taken hold of the house in which it was killed and latches on to anyone who comes inside, a, who comes inside in a film that spawned a giant Japanese franchise, 2002's Jew on the Grudge. Sorry, I got a notification, got distracted, fucked that up. But you know what? We're over 200 in. Who cares? Because ah. I first you said who comes inside it. I mean, who comes inside I did not say that. Did I say that? Well, fuck it. You know what? But it sounded like you said. That's why I started laughing. I'm like, oh, that's that's not gonna, the same one I watched. That must be a different version. If you're going to fuck the grudge ghost, you get what's coming to you, frankly. So, you know, I make that advice. <laughs> I make that joke, but you know there's a, the, the porn parody involves fucking the damn ghost. You know it does. It's... It's the ghost of a beautiful Japanese woman. Of course it is. I don't want to see that because I don't need to see that. But that's not what we're doing next week. (laughs) Next week we're doing the real deal. Jew on the Grudge from 2002. Uh, Unfortunately, it is not streaming anywhere for free. We we are going to have to rent it, but it's worth it. Uh, I remember, I think, did we watch this one together or separately and talked about it? Separately and talked about it because I watched it on Netflix when you could stream it for free. It was on Netflix. And I texted like, dude, you got to watch the original because I had seen the remake first as a kid because my humongous crush on Simon Michelle Geller as a child. So I was like, ooh, I gotta watch this. And then I, you know, learned, oh, hey, it's based off this, you know, Chapter Dance movie. And then, yeah, I watched Chapter Dance film and then told you.
yeah, I remember I did a double feature of Juan and Ringu and had trouble sleeping that night. Yeah, because those are two scary think, as shit movies. I think we did Ringu together. So I think when I I think we I may watch separate and then we I did the double feature with you. Okay. Yes, I do remember watching Ringu with you. Cool. Yeah, that was fun. Good times. Uh, Juan, I slept like a baby that night. I don't know why you had issues. Japanese horror, something really weird and freaky about Japanese horror movies that really gets in my under my skin, and I, I like them a lot. Everything I've seen from Japan, I've really enjoyed. Uh, I'm ex- this is a creepy fucking movie. I'm excited to dig into its production next week. That'll be really fun. Uh, don't miss the 2014 action thriller Everly on Fridays Beyond the Bad, and a Best Picture showdown on the revenge epic Gladiator on Oscar Sunday. Until then, try your best to be a team player. And if you're a creeper, don't steal any kids from a determined farmer who knows how to whip up a homemade harpoon in less than a day. As for the rest of you, keep watching movies. (laughs) 